Hello and welcome to Theater 5 from otrgold.com. This episode will begin after a brief message from our sponsors. Families have a lot going on. Let Ollie help manage the mental load with new cognitive health supplements for everyone four and up, like delicious Lolly Focus Pops or Lolly Mellow Pops for kids. And for parents, try three new Brainy Chews to help you focus, chill out, or get energized. Find these cognitive health buddies for the whole fam at ollie.com. That's O-L-L-Y.com. These statements have not been evaluated by the Food and Drug Administration. This product is not intended to diagnose, treat, cure, or prevent any disease. Look, Bumble knows you're exhausted by dating. All the, must not take yourself too seriously, and 6-1 since that matters, and what do I even say other than, hey? <sighs> well, that's why they're introducing an all-new Bumble. With exciting features to make compatibility easier, starting the chat better, and dating safer. They've changed, so you don't have to. Download the new Bumble now. Coley. Come on in, Counselor. Yep. Sing out when you're ready, Mr. Stone. Thanks, Abby. Sing out. Kind of catchy. Maybe we should sell it to a record company, huh, Pete? Feeling better this morning, Coley. Does it show? It's hard to tell with you. You know, Counselor, I get the same feeling. Maybe this will help. I sent a new brief to the governor. So? It spells out that you were convicted on circumstantial evidence alone. I also refer to other murder cases in which conviction was obtained by circumstantial evidence and in which the judgment was reversed and the sentence commuted. The brief also reminds the governor that yours was a crime of passion. That makes it legal? You know better than that, Coley. But the sympathies of the public are with a man who's condemned for this kind of murder. Best friend, cheating with a sweetheart, you know... Sort of a throwback to the unwritten law. Unwritten law. That's the best kind. What do you mean? Marginal or dead. Seems everybody but me knew they had a thing for each other. But no matter what kind of law, I'm sitting here in death row waiting to go through that last door tomorrow morning. Coley, that's what I'm trying to tell you. The jury convicted you on circumstantial evidence. No one saw you at the scene of the crime and they never produced the murder weapon. They said I had a motive. What motive? You said yourself you didn't know what was going on. You were in an emotional blackout. Yeah. But everybody else knew what was going on. Or maybe... Maybe somebody else was jealous. Maybe she had other lovers. No. Not Marge. Or maybe it was a suicide pact between Marge and Al. Yeah. They shot each other and then threw the gun away. It may not have been a crime of passion at all. It may have been a simple robbery. And whoever did it panicked and killed them. But the tabloids wanted a sensation, so they cooked up the case against you. Too bad the judge and jury didn't see it that way. Nobody saw you go into Marge's apartment. Nobody saw you come out because you were never there. Never quit trying, do you, Pete? No, but we haven't got much time. Yeah, that's for sure. Coley, I don't know how I feel about the rules and evidence right now, but I know how I feel about human life. I'm going back to my office and call the governor and keep calling until he feels the same way, too. You think he'll listen? 
There's a chance. I want to believe it, Pete. More than anything else, I want to believe. Nobody knows how much a man wants to live. You will live, Coley. You will. You know what a death sentence does to a guy? It grinds you down every minute of every day of every night, no matter what else you try to think of or do. Wherever you look, there it is, the chair. Yeah, the chair. Holy. Look, it, it's like something alive, Pete. But something you can't fight, a silent thing waiting for you all the time. Believe me, Coley, we'll win out. I'll live today like tomorrow will never come. Yeah. Yeah. And you'll be the big criminal lawyer. The wizard that cheated the chair, the champion of the doomed. You hold that against me, Coley? What do you mean? I love you for trying. I'll get back to the office now. I'm keeping a line open to the Capitol. Keep in touch. I remember what I said. Live like tomorrow will never come. Yeah. I'll remember. Theater 5 presents Mr. Frank Thomas Jr. in The Dance Hall. Willie? Willie? Yeah, Coley? Feel like talking? My music that bad? No. It's just that... Dance hall blue. Dance hall? Well, that's where you're going first thing in the morning. They call it pre-execution chamber. Stone said I had nothing to worry about. Well, I hope he's right. Hate to lose the best neighbor I ever had. He's got to be right. Sure, sure. Willie, uh, you saw it once, didn't you? Yeah. Right in this old house, too. Never thought I'd be facing that same chair come next Thursday morning. What was it like? Huh? Tell me. No, kid, you don't want to hear about that. I do. It'll... It'll help. Help? Some help. Telling a man how he's going to burn... You got to, Willie. If I know what it's like, maybe it won't be too bad the second time around. That's one for the book. Tell me. But Stone said... Never mind what he said. It's most always on a Thursday, like tomorrow. Don't ask me why. Maybe they just like Thursdays. Thursdays. That was always date night for Marge and me. Made plans for the weekend. You get up with the birds. And the guards move you to the dance hall. Oh, how she could dance wild, laughing. She laughed a lot. They give you a haircut... Kind of close and neat. A new suit of clothes and <laughs> who needs them? And then you order your last meal. Mm. Anything you want. Sing, sing, room service. I'm not hungry. Haven't been you since You think I... that matters? They want to treat you good, pal. You're their star performer. What next? Oh, let's see. Oh, yeah. They send in the chaplain. Do I have to see him? You got a choice? Go on. The doc gives you a last check, like you was going to live forever. Yeah. And the chaplain stays with you all the time, right up to when the guards come for you. If your mouthpiece hasn't heard from the governor by then, it's curtains. Governor? I wonder if Pete's talked to him yet. One guard slits your right trouser leg. Another one says, come on. And you start the last mile, with the chaplain leading the way. To the door? Yeah, to the door. They say, last mile. 
It's only about six steps. Funny thing about the door, they got a sign over it, silence. As if anybody be gabby at a time like that. What does the chair look like? Like no chair you ever saw before. Blocky, made of wood with wide arms and a high back. You look around before you sit down and you see the witnesses. Witnesses? Sure, right in the same room. The guards sit you down, strap you in good and tight. Then they put a leather skull cap on your head. It's got a, a electrode in it. Strap another electrode on your right leg and put a leather mask over your face and there you are, all wired up like a pinball machine. I... I didn't know it'd be like that. Well, how else could they give you the juice? Go on. I never forget. The guard stepped back. Executioner watched from his hideaway. The doc stood beside the warden watching the guys breathing, and, and when he exhaled, boom, <clears throat> there was a buzzing sound. I don't want to hear anymore. Well, that's all there is, boy. But Pete will get me off. He said he would. He believes I'm innocent. He doesn't care whether or not I'm innocent, but he'll get me off. Uh, and, uh, Colin? What? Uh, just in case you ain't hungry when they bring in your meal tomorrow. Yeah? I'll be glad to take it off your hands. Time to go to the dance hall. Have you heard anything from Stone? No, not yet. But maybe no news is good news. Maybe. Good luck, boy. Thanks, Willie. I won't forget you. I'm sure sorry, Coley. Like you said, maybe there's still hope. Yeah. You really don't think I've got a chance, do you, Happy? Well, look at it this way. If Mr. Stone had dug up any new evidence, he'd have shot it to the governor long before it is. But it is new. I mean, Pete's found other cases like mine in the law books where a prisoner was sentenced to die and then later the sentence was commuted. Yeah, maybe he can swing it there. I sure hope so. Uh, here we are. Uh, you got to stay here in the pre-execution chamber. Yeah, the dance hall. Is that the door to the execution room over there? Yeah, this is it. <laughs> Nobody home, I guess. Why do they have to put a guy this close while he's waiting? Uh, now, try not, you know, not to look at it. Yeah, try not to look with it staring you right in the face. What time is it, Happy? It's 7.34. Three hours, 26 minutes to go. I'll bring you your breakfast now, Coley. No. Give it to Willie. What? You don't want anything? Cigarettes. Maybe coffee. Yeah, coming right up. Oh, morning, Reverend Fuller. And I don't need any Sunday school lessons. Good morning, Happy. Yeah, I'll, I'll open up for you. Hello, Coley. Reverend. I thought we might have a little talk. It's all been said. Not exactly. 
You've heard from my lawyer? No. I'm speaking of a higher law. What kind is that? God's law, Coley. Look, Reverend, right now I'm up to here in law. Go away, will you? Leave me alone. I can bring you peace if you'll accept it. You've got to be kidding. <laughs> Far from it. Maybe if you uh, talk it out, you'll find peace. You mean confess? Confession is good for the soul. I thought souls were your job, Reverend. Finding the way to God is an inside job, Coley, for all of us. We make our own hell, our own heaven. Heaven? You see that patch of blue sky up there in the window? Yeah. Well, that spells heaven to me, Reverend. Wide open, free, going on forever. Well, that's a fair description of part of heaven. Loving Marge was part of heaven, too. But you killed her. They said it. I didn't. <laughs> Talking about law, Reverend, riddle me this. Now, if God's so legal, how come he let me fall in love with Marge? And I mean hard. And then let her two-time me with my best friend. Some questions have no answers. They're God's will. Ah, what kind of God is that? Marge was my life, like breathing. I was going to marry her. And that Al. We went to school together. We were like brothers. You didn't know anything about Marge and Al before? No. If they had lived, wouldn't you have wanted to know before marrying? What do you mean? Well, you loved your girl, but you didn't know her. Didn't I? Oh, I knew her. The way she walked, the way she tossed her head, hair flying, the way she laughed, her blue eyes lying blue eyes. Uh, well, wouldn't it have been worse if you'd learned about Marge after you married her? Worse? <laughs> I'm going to burn at 11 o'clock, Reverend. What's worse than that? And try to forget that, Coley. Forget the past, too. Think of yourself as you are now. A son of God who has sinned and yet has time to repent. Now, look, Reverend, I know you mean well, but you just don't get through to me. Now, like I said, heaven is that patch of blue sky. Love and Marge, even watching a good ball game. Even if I repent, can you give that all back to me again? I can give you much more, Coley. Forget it. What time is it? A little after eight. Oh, why isn't Pete here? Why hasn't he phoned? Hey, Bob is here, Coley. And got your new clothes, too. I'll come back later, Coley. Oh, uh, Reverend, you can do something for me. Yes? Look, see if my lawyer's with the warden, or if he's called in. Of course. Uh, sit right here, Coley. Free haircut, huh? You, uh, you gonna shave my head? No, no, just give you a close trim. Neat. Well, maybe a flat top. Uh, put your clothes here. Thanks for nothing. And uh, get your coffee and cigarettes. Too bad. Too bad. What's too bad? Oh, it's a fine head of hair you've got, young man. Now, uh, inhale, Coley. Exhale. Put on your shirt again. Well, what's the score, Doc? You're in perfect health, Coley. Blood pressure's a little high, but that's to be expected. Oh, no, Doc, get it down. Can't send anything second class to the chair. Try to take it easy, Coley. Doctor's orders? My last, I'm afraid. You won't be seeing me again. I get it. 
Next checkup, he'll be pronouncing me dead. Bye, Cooley. Well, Reverend? Got anything to add to that? Yes, if you'd accept it. I can't understand why Pete doesn't show up. It, it's got to be bad news. Coley. And the door. Yeah, that door. Why do they have to put it so close to the dance hall? Why rub it in? Why don't you sit down? I'll be sitting soon enough. Have faith. There's still hope. Oh, words. Words, preacher. I want some answers. Like, like where's Stone? Has he walked out on me? Patience, Coley. Patience with that clock racing towards 11? With that, that, that door ready to open any minute? I'd like to see you in my shoes, Reverend. I hope I'd have the faith to accept his will. Someone's coming. Uh, uh, Pete! Open up, Happy. Come on, hurry. Yeah, sure. Sure, Mr. Tong. Well, what's the word? He turned you down again, didn't he? Wrong, Coley. The governor's commuted your sentence. Oh, thank God. He reviewed the case, but it was my last appeal that did it. I really pulled out all the stops on this one. I... I'm not gonna die? That's right. I don't think he wanted the responsibility. All he wanted was any kind of an excuse to let you off. <laughs> I'm not gonna die. <laughs> nice going, Counselor. How do you feel, Coley? I think I'll sit down. <laughs> yeah. And you can thumb your nose at that door now. <laughs> it ain't gonna open now. I'll leave you with your attorney now, Coley. But I, uh, I hope you'll think about our little talk. Yeah. Yeah, thanks, Reverend. <laughs> now I'll, I'll have time to think. Well, I'll move you to a cell as soon as I get the orders, Coley. Good. I want to get away from that door. As far away as I can. Yeah. Uh, you coming, Reverend? Right away. Congratulations, yeah. Mr. Stone. Thank you. Uh, makes you feel good when something like that happens, Reverend, you know. It's like getting a new lease on life yourself. Well, Coley, it's all over. Yeah. Thanks, Pete. To tell you the truth, I didn't think I'd get you off. Now, you read about lawyers getting a man a reprieve at the last minute, but I actually did it. I did it. You know what, Counselor? Yes, Coley? It's no good. What? I thought I wanted to keep breathing more than anything else, but it's no good. What are you two? But you're alive. You're gonna live. <laughs> I died the day I found Marge with Al. I died when I killed him. Oh, Quit what are kidding, you? Counselor. You know I killed him. Coley, it doesn't make any difference. It's over. I'm dead. Whether I'm underground or in a cell, I'm dead. They should have finished the job. They should have killed me. You're insane. You don't know what you're saying. I, I, I thought I was afraid of that door. But I was waiting for it. I was waiting for the door to open. I'm going to call a guard. Come on. Open the door. Open the door. Holy, will you sit down? Let me in. Open that door. Let me in. Thank <laughs> you.
Theater 5 has presented The Dance Hall, written by Virginia Marie Cook, directed by Ted Bell. In the cast, Frank Thomas Jr., Hugh Hurd, George Petrie, Eric Rhodes, and Arthur Cole. Harmonica soloist, Toots Thielman. Script editor, Jack C. Wilson. Original music by Ralph Herman. Orchestra under the direction of Glenn Osser. Executive producer for Theater 5, Mr. Lee Bowman. This is Fred Foy speaking. This has been an ABC Radio Network production.